Now turn with me, if you would, please, over in Daniel. We're going to use Daniel this morning as an example. Most of you Bible students have read about Daniel in chapter 6. I'm going to read about three, three separate verses there to you. Daniel 6, 4, 10, and 21. Daniel 6, 4, 10, and 21. Well, I like this. I'm telling you, when I every time I when I read it the other night, Dan, how about it, Dan? Yeah. Dan, Dan had an excellent spirit. No matter what people did, no matter what people said, no matter how people treated him, Dan had an excellent spirit. His spirit meaning he always made the right choice. Excellent, excellent. It doesn't mean he was perfect because there's only one perfect. But it's talking about his choices. This choice or this choice. Obedience or disobedience. The Bible says he had an excellent spirit. So it's telling me he chose right. So Dan, 6 and 4. Then the presidents and officials sought to find an occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom. Huh. I thought of President Trump says I read that. We gotta find something. He had to do something wrong so we can impeach him, correct? That's what it's saying to you here. Same thing. Concerning the kingdom, but they could not find occasion or a, or a fault. Now, we know about Trump, they couldn't find one, so they made one up. <laughs> They did that about me and Pastor Judy, me more so than her. They, they make stuff up, and I said, well, that's not true. But you, you, you have to go on. You can't. It's amazing, you know, in, in the position I, I'm in, the stance that I'm in, the Father has to protect me. You, you, you can't stand for your own defense. People lie about you. You, you. you just have to go on and do what God called you to do because you can't waste your time. Because they're going to believe what they want to believe, and you know what you know. So don't waste your time. Give it to the hand of the Father. And then all of a sudden they have all kinds of issues. Wait, if I don't know what I'm talking about over the years, it's happened to several occasions where uh, individual came in church, they come in a little late. They were in a, had an attitude when they come in. I could see the attitude. It was sticking out like a cactus. <clears throat> and um, we were getting ready to close, and I said, I've done all, all that I feel like God had me to do. Sometimes a half hour, sometimes 45 minutes, sometimes an hour, sometimes, sometimes I'll have you here all afternoon. <clears throat> so, the individual out loud, while I was closing, said, What am I, chopped liver? Yes, I had that kind of stuff happen, yeah. That was spiritual bother me. See, now a lot of churches don't have those kind of things. But the, the enemy comes to offend. He wanted to offend me or shut me down. And I said, excuse me, sister. If you have an issue, come on up. Even though the rest can go home, I'm finished. But if you want prayer, you can come. But that spirit of offense got on her where she thought she'd lambast me in front of everybody, make me look.
look bad like I'm not doing my job. Excuse me, you're the one that come in late, not me. I can't help the church to do it. I can't help the Holy Spirit done, am I right? So, no, just forget it. Let it go. We're going. Okay, fine. They went, well, but they didn't go. See, the trouble is that people just go. It's okay. But they go out and they talk. And they talk. And they talk. And I said, please don't do that. That's dangerous. You don't like me, fine. Just go north, south, east, west. But don't talk. <clears throat> when you talk, you rend the havoc back on yourself. Her husband shot off his mouth. It was only a few uh, weeks later. And the boss said, you no longer work here. He told him to hit the road. So he lost his job. Now he had no income. On the way home, I guess he was speeding or whatever, lost control and hit a pole or tree and demolished his car. His wife fell over and almost collapsed. They took her to Hershey Medical Center. She had a great big tumor in her head. They had to operate and take it out. And she lost sight of one eye. Was, her mouth was drooped and she lost her ability to walk. She had to get in a wheelchair. They had one child or one child. You say, Pastor, is that all because of what they've done? Not because of me. Please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm saying caution. Caution. What your tongue said. Caution what you say. If you have something to say, come to me, but say it in the right spirit. Pastor, could we talk? Pastor, could we go out for coffee? Pastor, I heard something. Pastor, is this true? And come and talk. Because the Bible says, let us sit down and reason. Talk. Talk like human beings. Don't go away half cocked and half mad because you could be wrong. You just might be wrong. Okay? So when they did this to Daniel, <clears throat> jump over there in the 10th verse. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed was against him, that anybody that worshipped anybody but the king, okay, would pay the consequences. He went into his house, and his window being open, as it always was before time, toward Jerusalem, he knelt on his knees three times a day. How often? Three. He was feeding, that has a symbolic text to it, he was feeding his spirit man three times. Just like we feed our other man three, four, five times and snacks in between. <laughs> Correct? So what he's saying is Daniel took the time to feed his spirit man because this concerned him, life or death situation. And he wanted to know aforehand of what was coming. So he prayed three times, sought the Father's direction, so that the Father could protect him and lead him and guide him. It said, as he had done previously, he thanked God. Jump with me over here in the 21st verse. Now this is after they conjured and conspired against him. Said he's, 
He's not listening to you. He's doing what he wants. So your degree that, decree that we signed, he's breaking that decree and he needs to go into the lion's den. That was the punishment. Now we're talking about a den full of carnivores. That's the way God designed them, huh? So they put him in the den and the king comes. It's kind of amazing. His conscience bothered him that bad. Did you, ever, did you ever notice people that do things to you, their conscience? They get antsy. Did you ever hear of antsy? They can't eat, they can't sleep, they can't talk, they can't act. They try to hide. Huh? It's their conscience. And that's what happened to these guys. Their conscience was bothering them so bad. The king couldn't sleep. He made the decree. Why can't he sleep? Because his conscience. Because he knew this was a righteous man, that he was putting this against people. No, and they can't sleep. It said he couldn't eat. He went fast. And <laughs> he couldn't. Unrighteous king couldn't even eat. Oh, my goodness. Amazing. Amazing. So he calls out to Daniel, and he said, Daniel, has your God that you serve delivered you? Can you say before time, I know that my God has delivered me. If I make the right choice, my God will deliver me. If I'm patient, if I'm in prayer, if I trust my Heavenly Father, I don't have to worry. He's not against me. He's for me. So then Daniel answers out to the king and he said, King, live forever. Or don't worry about it. My God has sent his angel and he has shut the lion's mouth so that they have hurt me because the innocence was found before me and him. They didn't touch it. They laid down like kitty cats and went to sleep. And it's amazing if you read a couple scriptures later, the people who lied about Daniel, now you think some of the testimonies I gave you a while ago, all that was just Pastor Tom, listen closely. If you read a couple verses, I'll let you give you some homework. The people who conjured against him, the people who conspired against Daniel to throw him in the lion's den because he bothered their conscience. We'll name them a little bit. Pelosi, Schumer. So be it. Biden. Schiff. The very ones, the very ones that conspire. Now this is God. This is God because of their disobedience. They know better in their spirit. God does not go with any soul on check. Their soul is checked and they know it. That's why they're hateful. That's why they're spiteful. That's why they're mean. That's why they're nasty. That's why they're obnoxious. That's why they have vendettas. Because they will not settle their spirit. All they got to say is, God, forgive me. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. It's me standing in need of prayer. It's all they got to do, and God will forgive them and turn the whole thing around. Mm -hmm. But see, because of pride, man's pride won't let him do that. A couple verses down, they take all those individuals. Now, if you think I'm preaching wrong, read your Bible for yourself. They took every one of those individuals and the king said, because your God is the one true God, this whole kingdom will serve that God and the ones that were against you, 
They go and the lions then they throwed every one of them in there and the lions just had a meal. They had a smorgasbord. They chewed every one of them enemies up. Now when time comes to be, God will take care of your enemies. Put it in his hands. Don't get a vendetta. God will take care of them. He knows how to take care of them. My wife's uh, one nephew, he's about the size of Stephen. He's a pretty big boy. He's a big boy. And man, we were up one night and we were just talking and sharing things. It was getting pretty late, about 12, 1 o'clock. And a knock come at the door and I said, well, who in the world come to the house this time of night? <laughs> See, you got to be prepared at all hours. Even though you work, I work 12, 16-hour days, uh, six days a week, so I was tired too, like anybody else gets tired. But for some reason, God had us up late that night. And when we opened the door, there stood her nephew, and he come in, he said, can I come in? I said, sure. Anybody's welcome at my house anytime. Need something to drink, need something to eat, need a bed to lay on, whatever you need, I'm here to take care of you. That's the way we're supposed to be, open our door to those in need. And he said, I just want to sit and talk. Now, he, he was pretty heavy into alcohol and drugs and partying, and he was just at a party, and he had left the party not too far from here. And he was traveling down here, this road down here, it's got a lot of sharp fins in it. And he went around there and he flipped and rolled the car. The car looked like it went through a can opener. It was just all tore to pieces. You don't know how anybody survived. And when he come to himself, he was in the middle of the road on the yellow line and he was on his knees. And he said there was a bright light all the way around him. Are you listening to me, church? There was a bright light all the way around him. And when he looked up, he said, this great big person, 10, 12 feet tall, he said to me, he said, Aunt Judy, Uncle Tom, I know it was God. He knew. He reached down like this, he pointed his finger at him. He said, it's not your time yet. So now, do we all have a time? Yes. We have a time when God's going to call you home. The thing is to be ready when he calls you to go home. That's the neat part. See, God is a good God. He's not a vindictive God out to get you and all God's going to, you know, I lost my job because of God and my motor went up in my car because of, we give God blame for all kinds of stuff. No, God's trying to test you. All these things he said are to test your heart. That's your spirit. All these things that come to man in his lifetime is to test his heart to see if he loves me more. And if you go to Deuteronomy, you'll find that in Deuteronomy. He said, after I have blessed you, after you live in your sealed houses, after all your needs are met, don't forget me. Wow, the good choice. Don't forget me. That means to thank him, to worship him. And that's exactly what Daniel did. He thanked and he worshiped God for taking care of him. And God spared his life. And then he turned tables and the enemy, God took care of the enemy. And he's going to take care of a lot of enemies. I believe there's a lot of people because this nation is a praying nation. This nation more than any has helped churches and has helped the gospel it has helped the widows and our little church right here 
when we started early in our in our church in our ministry in 1998 you can see the little plaque on the wall there they sent us a plaque the first year we helped supply 40,000 meals to hungry children give the Lord a hand clap just our little group 40,000 meals and of course more than that years after but that's how good God is when you put him first and then God takes care of you God takes care of me and Pastor Judy I'm going to read a closing scripture to you in Luke 10, 19. Now Jesus is prophesying ahead of time. And he said, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. He's talking about when he's cast out. See, Satan was cast out of heaven, but he was not in hell. He's suspended. If you read your Bible, he's the prince and the power of the air. So he's between heaven and hell. That's why you have so much trouble. He didn't go to hell yet. We hope he'd soon do it. Yeah. And when he's in the midst, he infesters the air with all his little demons to torment you. He knows what your weakness is. And he sends that demon to torment you in your weakest area. Why would he torment you in your strong area? When you're strong, you can take care of it. But when you're neat, that's when you, that's when you need God's hand. In your weak area, worry, fear, fret, lack of money, lack of relationship, whatever it is, the enemy will send a demon toward you to target you, to get you to believe God's not who he said he is. So as he saw Satan fall from, like lightning from heaven, he said, look, or listen, pay attention to what he said. I give you authority he's talking to the modern day believer I've given to you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy now them symbolic meanings they're not real poisonous insects the scorpions and the serpents are spirits they're spirits that come when I opened up to torment you and he's sending the power for you to come against those. That's what's in you. But you let your whole day, some of you three days, some of you a whole week, that spirit will torment you. He'll aggravate you. He'll come against you, making you forget that greater is the one that's in you than the one that's coming against you. I've had people offend me. I've had people. My own, my own mentor of 28 years that I sit under, just like you're sitting under me, got so disrupted in anger and jealousy and bitterness that I went to him to talk to him on a good term. And he took his arm, he was a pretty big man, and he hit me with that much force, he knocked me right down on the floor. Did you hear what I said? My minister, my preacher, the guy that I sat under for 28 years. Did you hear what I said? Seeing some people think those kind of things can't happen, those kind of things. 
What did I do? I bounced back. And I said, bless you too. And I walked away. And I prayed. And I prayed. And I prayed. And I prayed. Your husband said to me, I don't know how you handled that. I prayed. That's how I prayed. Just like Daniel. I prayed. And I prayed. A lot of times I laid on my bed at night with tears. Making my pillow soaking when I was crying. Lord, why? Lord, why? Lord, why? Because you don't understand something. And he said to me, I'm testing you to see what's in your heart. And when I call you, will you do the same thing? Here I am, standing in a podium, talking to people. And God said, are you going to treat my people right? Are you going to let envy, jealousy, vindictiveness, are you going to let that in your heart where you mistreat my people? You know what the end of that man was? They put him in a home. The last several years that he lived, he went out of his mind. Because his mind and his heart was evil toward me. And I was God's child just like he was. You're God's children just like I am. I have no right to condemn you. I have no right to hurt you purposely. Sometimes we do stuff unintentionally. We don't mean to. Might come down the aisle one day and you might reach out to shake my hand and my mind's in Alaska somewhere. And go ahead and stick your hand out there. And he goes to shake my hand and my mind's blank. You're looking at something and not see what you're looking at? Come on. Am I the only one? Sure. And I keep it out there. And I walked right on by. And he goes home and tells his wife, he said, you know that pastor Tommy, I put my hand out, he wouldn't even shake my hand. The enemy did that. The enemy did that to get him to be offended toward me. And then he's going to watch every little thing I do to nitpick, to fight, to get upset, to make his life miserable. That's how the enemy works. Everybody believe what I preach to you today? Yes. Do you believe you have the authority? Yes. Yes. Stand to your feet, would you please? So be cautious. If you're praying, if you're praying like Daniel prayed, when the lions come your way, they won't devour you. Whatever the lion is, hate, bitterness, unforgiveness, envy, jealousy, whatever they come. They come to all of us. They come to me too. I can't stop. I have to be transparent with you. Those thoughts come. But what do you do about the thoughts when they come? Take them captive. Grab those thoughts and say, not me. Not me, devil. You're not taking me down that road. You're not going to destroy me. God's been good. I have good health, a good mind. I love the Lord. I'm a Christian. I'm going to heaven. And speak out against them spirits that come against you. Did anybody learn anything today? Yeah. Yes. Anybody learn anything? Yes. Yes, Pastor. Yes, yes Pastor. Yes, Pastor. That's a good thing. That's what we like to do. We like to help you. Now, when you go away this week, might happen today before you even get out of church. I know I preached at one time something similar to that. <laughs> Little Jerry, some of you know Jerry. Him and I were buddies. He come to me the next Sunday. He said, Pastor, come in. That, pre that message you preached, I said, yeah, Jerry. He said, that was for me. I said, well, good. I said, what happened, Jerry? He said, I pulled out of the parking lot. Somebody cut right out in front of me, went down the road about five miles an hour. He said, and I cussed him out. And he said he went about a half a mile and turned off. 
He said, and I asked God to forgive me. I said, that's all that matters. <laughs> but you see how quick? You see how quick it can happen? And him and I were the best of friends. And what I liked about Jerry, he was transparent. He, he didn't hide it. He come and told me. And I said, Jerry, I love you for that. I love you for that because you're transparent. You left me know exactly what happened. He said, your message was just for me. He said, but I asked God to forgive me. I said, that's okay. Even though you're born again, I said, the old nature lives in her. And he said, I ask God to help me not do that again. Isn't oh, God good? Show yourself yes. friendly. God bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful afternoon. We love you. Can't lift them up too high, Jim.